Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. It's time for ESPN College Game Day, right here on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. I like football! Now, live on location, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. As afternoon fades into evening, Grizz Nation exits Washington Grizzly Stadium. A very happy crew indeed as the Montana Grizzlies, a 35-16 dismantling of the number three team in the nation, Weber State Wildcats in Montana, sitting pretty in on the top of the Big Sky Conference and looking squarely in the face of a first-round bye in the playoffs, to say nothing of making it into the tournament. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. I am Ryan Tutel, very happy to be with you on this Saturday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. If you're listening to me, you're probably having, well, a pretty wonderful day. Colter Nuan is going to be along shortly as he is at the press conferences finding out from the uh, from the coaches and players involved exactly what happened, but uh, I don't know how much you need to hear from them because we all saw what happened. The Grizzlies boat raced the Weber State Wildcats 35-3 to at the end of the third quarter, a couple late touchdowns uh, in the game for Weber State with some backups playing in both directions. Uh, that is what it is, but Montana absolutely housing the number three team in the nation and frankly Washington Grizzly Stadium feeling uh, a little bit like the days of old forcing some uh, some long snapping issues in special teams for Weber State as false a, uh, a fumbled uh, long or er, a shotgun snap as well that led to a Grizzly turnover in Montana winning so very handily in this football game great to be with you plenty to uh, cover here throughout the course of the post game show we will go through the national FBS standings we will go through what's going on in the Big Sky Conference, and we will go on. What's we will take a look at what's going on at the FCS nationally in the top ten or so of the FCS level because now Montana, having been the number.
number five team in the nation beating soundly the number three team in the nation can expect my guess when the polls come out on Monday to be the number three team in the nation behind North Dakota State and James Madison, depending on those results today, which we will bring you as they are available. Let's take a look at what happened in this game. It started, well, pretty well as uh, the as uh, 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 the Grizz kickoff team started with a nice long three-wood hook drive down the sideline that stopped at about the one-yard line, forced a return for Rashid Shahid, only got out to about the 15, forced a punt right away, and the punt, a fumbled snap that shanked into about the middle of section 123 on the east side of the stadium, and the Grizzlies had unbelievable field position to start. I think they started on about the their, uh, the 28-yard line or so, something like that of Weber State. Nick Osmo actually got the first carry of the ball game. I think this was uh, more of a symbolic start for Nick Osmo and uh, maybe a message about holding on to the football for Marcus Knight, who again had a big day. We will get to him and what he was able to accomplish uh, this afternoon. But Nick Osmo got the start, and then Samori Torre got a ball for a first down. Marcus Knight got a first down, and then Samori Torre, who had his career best day today, Samori Torre got his first of three touchdowns wide open, and with 11.24 left in the first quarter, the Grizz jumped up early 7 nothing. Just over three and a half minutes into this football game, they're up early. And then when Weber State got the ball back, they moved the ball a little bit, but not without paying for it. I thought the Grizzly defense came to absolutely play today. They were clearly amped up. Kent Bears defense, Barry Sachs, linebacking core and defensive line, they were putting the hurt on any and everyone from Weber State. I think the Montana Grizzlies heard throughout the course of this week about how big, how physically imposing Weber State was, and they wanted to send a message of their own to the Wildcats, and they certainly on the on the energy of Washington Grizzly Stadium, which was uh, pretty loud this afternoon. Uh, we're able to to ultimately stop Weber State on their second drive, but also, I think, really impose themselves physically and send a message of what sort of game this was going to be. Another punt from uh, from Weber State, a three and out from Montana on their second offensive possession, and then Weber State. Uh, Constantine had a third down and hit a very nice back shoulder fade, and then on the following play, Rashid Shahid, this was really tough, about five minutes left in the first quarter, got rolled up on, was seen on crutches on the sideline. He is certainly the most explosive player that Weber State has on their team their number one, obviously the number one punt returner in the country, a great kick returner as well. He went down in about, again, 10 minutes into this game and did not return. Very disappointing to see him get hurt. Not that it would have changed the outcome of this game, given everything that transpired in it, but it would have been fun to see uh, such an outstanding player, and we certainly wish him the best that he is able to uh, to bounce back from this and, uh, and be okay. Nonetheless, on that third drive of the game for Weber State, they were able to move the ball a little bit, got stuck into a third and 12 after a sack and then were forced into a field goal attempt. They hit the field goal, a 32-yard kick, and made it 7-3. That's the closest that they would get. The Montana Grizzlies got the ball on offense, and uh, they moved the ball. They had one play, were stopped, and then Samari Torre on a slant to the house, a play that worked a couple of different times, and Samari Torre 75 yards on the reception for a touchdown, a 41-second drive that all of a sudden just 
moved the needle hugely in the favor of the Grizzlies. They're up 14-3 to with just under a minute to go in the first quarter. They go for two, the Grizzlies do, and probably the most upset I've seen Bobby Hout this season was at the referees for an illegal formation call that called back a fake two-point conversion. He was not having it. You know that on some of those uh, unique, atypical formations, the coaches talk with the referees prior to the game. I am sure that Bobby Houck or one of his staff members went and discussed the formation that they were intending to use with the referee staff, explained to them exactly what they planned to do, got it cleared, and for whatever reason, uh, maybe it wasn't the formation that had been discussed or whatever. Nonetheless, the referees make the call. Bobby Houck very, very unhappy uh, about that. They end up kicking the extra point. It's 14-3 the end of the day, it really didn't matter all that much because the Grizzlies would score that and then three more touchdowns before another point was scored uh, by Weber State on their way to uh, the dominating game that they had. That was the end of the first quarter. The Grizz up 14-3. Weber State gets the ball, three and out. Out of, uh, down 14-3, to three, and you sit here and you go, this might be one of those days at Washington Grizzly Stadium when Montana just cannot be dealt with one way or another. And certainly that turned out to be the case. It was another fumbled snap on the punt. The Grizzlies go make the hit, get the turnover. They get the ball on the 21-yard line. A Jerry Louis McGee completion, and then Marcus Knight runs in for his first of two touchdowns on the day, his 18th on the season uh, with uh, just over uh, three minutes gone in the second quarter. The Grizzlies now up 21 to 3. A couple of first downs on Wasu on Weber State's next possession. They were forced to punt again. A three and out for the Grizz. There's a big sack on that play for Washington State. Big number 93, a 6'3", 290-pound sophomore defensive end came up and gave Dalton Sneed pretty good kiss. Nonetheless, Sneed bounced back, and Sneed was very good in this game. I thought maybe people wouldn't notice Sneed all that much. You obviously would notice Samari Torre, some of the running game, but he was very efficient in what he did and uh, and was able to uh, uh, move the ball efficiently, make great decisions from his quarterback spot. Washington State's next possession and a volleyball game broke out. A pass that was tipped. Dante Olsen looks like he's going to get it. Maybe his tackling prowess a little better than his receiving prowess. He bounces the ball back up in the air. Nonetheless, Josh Sandry comes down with it for yet another turnover for the Grizzlies. Remember, Weber State, the number one team in the nation in terms of turnover margin. Plus 13 on the season. Minus two today. Four turnovers for the Wildcats. That was the second one there in the second quarter, and the Grizzlies took over. Sneed got it. Almost threw an interception of his own coming back the other direction. The one big injury for the Grizzlies today, Angel Villanueva. Looked like he went down with a left shoulder. Not exactly sure what his status is, so we will try and check on that throughout either the post game or also throughout the week, but uh, a tough loss there for the Grizzlies, a guy who's worked very, very hard, lost like 40 pounds in the offseason to get back into shape to play on this offensive line, come back for his senior season, so we will uh, certainly key into Angel Villanueva and his status uh, going forward. Weber State got the ball, they had the best drive of their the game. They started on their own 25, got it all the way down to the Grizz 13-yard line, but a missed fumble, or a a fumbled uh, snap that went up and over the head of Constantine, and then he went and picked it up. I thought he could throw it away and decided just to run backwards, which Probably not a great idea. Got tackled for a 20-yard loss. Moved the ball from the 13 to the 33-yard line. Uh, what would brought 
brought up a fourth down. They attempt a 50-yard field goal. It was wide and short, never going to be good. And a loss of three points, obviously, in one play for Montana. And they bring out their two-minute offense, start to move the ball, and end up having to pump the thing. And Weber State sits on it, going to half. The Montana Grizzlies up 21-3 to in a game that they thoroughly dominated. At halftime, the Grizzlies had run 24 plays for 179 yards. But again, they scored so quickly, both in terms of using a short field twice and on having that one huge pass play uh, to Samari Torrey. Samari Torrey, mm, pretty good in the first half. Three receptions, two touchdowns, 99 yards. Hard to do better than that if you're only getting three catches in a game. Eight minutes and 42 seconds is all Montana had the ball for in the first half compared to 21-18 for Weber State. But it just did not matter. The quick strike and the short field that the Grizzlies had allowed them to jump on top. And uh, time of possession, a completely misleading stat in this particular football game. So the Grizzlies uh, on their way to, again, a 35-16 win, a 21-3 lead at the halftime. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll go through the second half stats and what transpired, particularly in the third quarter when it was all over but the shouting and some backups came in in the fourth quarter to kind of finish this thing off. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. I'm Ryan Tutel. Coulter will be along here as soon as he's done with the press conferences, asking the questions, finding out the inside info which we will bring to you. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to and talk with you We were both 16 and it felt so right Sleeping all day, staying up all Welcome back, ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. I am Ryan Tutel. Great to be with you as the Grizzlies take down Weaver State 35-16 and assert themselves into the top spot in the Big Sky Conference. We'll take a look at what has happened around the Big Sky and what this win means for the Grizzlies as we head into uh, the last weekend of the season. I just can't remember who Montana plays the week from Saturday. I'll have to look it up and we'll we'll get back to whatever that game might turn out to be. I'll try it. It'll come to me. It'll come to me who they play seven days from today. Uh, ESPN College Game Day is brought to you in part by Domino's Pizza. Come enjoy some Domino's Pizza. It's available at the tailgate pregame party. It's available all the time from your locally owned Domino's. Two locations in Missoula on North Reserve and South Avenue. Also available in Butte and Hamilton. And also after 9 o'clock tonight, I don't know, you might be hungry later. I don't know why you would get the munchies uh, after 9 o'clock tonight. I don't think that's going to fit me. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't know that it will. Oh, you're trying to give me a, a dog grizz uniform. How about that? I don't know what that says about me. Anyway, 9 o'clock tonight, later, 20% off your order from Domino's Pizza. How about that? That's a pretty good deal. Also, if somehow, for some reason, your pizza gets damaged, maybe you drop it walking out the door, which I have been known to do, I must admit. Free pizza insurance. You bring it back, they'll build you a new one. You'll get a whole new pizza for free from Domino's Pizza, locally owned and operated throughout western Montana. Let's take a look at what happened in the second half of this game again. 21-3 to at halftime. Well, it didn't stay that way for very long. In fact, it stayed that way for 59 seconds as the Grizzlies had a three-play, but really a one-play drive. Three plays, 74 yards, 59 seconds, capped off by Samori Torre 
Murray's 59-yard touchdown. I don't know what the Montana offensive coaches, Tim Rosenbrough, Brent Pease, and uh, Coach Houck saw, but clearly they had a stab move on the inside of the hash marks that was a short slant to Samari Torre where they knew that if he catches it, see you later. It's going to be curtains. And he caught two of them, went for well over 100 yards and two scores in two catches. That turned out, that 59-yard catch to start the third quarter was his uh, third re- third touchdown reception of the day. Samari Torrey, an absolutely unbelievable day. We'll get to him later as he is our Tyler Eisenzimmer player of the game. A career day for him, going up at over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns on the season for Samari Torrey. We'll cover all of that in short order. That said, though, that made the game 28-3, and you know, 21-3, Montana's feeling for pretty good about themselves, but you go into halftime, what sort of adjustments are Jay Hill, is Jay Hill and the Weber State Wildcats going to make? And again, this is a really good football team. I think Montana fans, maybe who haven't seen Weber State play, go, oh, okay, that's the number three team in the nation? Well, yeah, I mean, it is, and they're, they're really good. I thought it might change a little bit coming out of halftime, but with that touchdown, it really put the game away for Montana in a lot of ways, and I thought did a lot of psychological damage, quite frankly, to Weber State, where they said, okay, if we come out, we get a stop, we get the ball, we can maybe make it a one-possession game, and that did not happen. I thought the fact that Weber State got to the Grizzly 13-yard line and came away with no points in the second quarter was also very, very damaging to Weber State. You know, they put the football in the end zone. It's 21-10. You're talking about a two-score football game potentially heading into halftime. They end up with, the again, the fumbled snap and the sack, and... No points at all, 21-3 at half, and then first minute of the third quarter, it's 28-3, and you're basically in a hole you can't get out of. Weber State went on a three and out. The next possession was the first of two Grizz turnovers. It was an interception, and... Frankly, I thought I thought it was a clear pass interference on the part of Weber State. There was no turning back from the cornerback who ran into Samari Torre well before the ball arrived. Nonetheless, it was a great reception on the part of the defensive back on the back end, catching that thing, keeping his feet in bounds. I thought it was a missed call by the referees in that particular spot. They gave Weber State maybe a little bit of life to at least get a turnover and get the ball back, but they end up punting uh, right away. In fact... The, in the first four minutes and 52 seconds of the second half, there were five possessions in that space of time. It was the touchdown and then a, you know, a punt, an interception, a punt, another punt. So it was uh, going back and forth. But the Grizzlies, they got the ball back with 10.08 remaining in the third quarter, and they decided to turn on the tempo. They went high high pace. They did not sub in and out. They got up to the line and just ran play after play after play. Marcus Knight got a run. Samari Torrey, another catch. Garrett Graves had his first reception ever as a Montana Grizzly today. In fact, he had two receptions today. Then they get Nick Osmo into the mix, and then Mick Mitch Roberts. What a catch he had down the east sideline, headed to the south end of the stadium. Caught it up and over the top of everybody. Got it down to the to, to the goal line, essentially. And then Marcus Knight diving up and over over the top, scoring his hello, are you ready, 19th touchdown of the season. Marcus Knight has tied now Joe Douglas' record from 1996 with his 19th touchdown of the season, and Marcus Knight just continues to climb the all-time as the all-time leader in the history of this program in terms of touchdowns scored in a season. Had two more today, again, 19 now total on the season. 
That drive, nine plays, 63 yards, just two minutes, 39 seconds. The Grizzlies went up 35-3 to midway through the third quarter, and the route was on at that point for uh, the Montana Grizzlies, and the game was frankly over. I mean, the last quarter and a half of this football game was not all that interesting because it was done. I mean, we could just phone it in and go on and go, I don't know, go take in a movie, maybe read a book, whatever it is that you want to do with the rest of your afternoon because Montana put this thing away in short order in the second half. Uh, one notable thing that did happen after that, Josh Sandry called for a targeting penalty that was uh, maybe the loudest the, the Grizz Stadium got in the second half, booing that call. Uh, it was it was rightfully overturned. It would have been very, very tough for that to have stood because of the Montana State game next week and a Montana kid who would have been out for the first half on that call. Again, I hate the targeting rule. I think it's the worst rule in sports, not because you obviously... It, it, the, not leading with your head is of course illegal and should be and should be outlawed. The fact that it comes with an automatic ejection to me is is crazy. You should be able to assess as a, as a referee, especially with the opportunity to go to replay, whether there is su- such a thing as intent or the attempt to avert your head or something like that, where it, this this whole all or nothing thing to me, I think, makes no sense whatsoever. Nonetheless, uh, he that, that was overturned, and uh, Josh Sandry uh, finished the game out and will be available next week. Dalton Sneed had his second interception. That was a bad throw by Dalton Sneed, a bad decision, really the one bad choice that he made, and Marcus Collins got him, made him pay, took a pick six to the house, but another penalty on the, on Weber State, a, uh, a block below the waist, a low block, was a 15-yard penalty, brought the ball all the way back to the 39-yard line. Weber State attempts to go for it on a fourth and four. They uh, get a defensive pass interference on that play, got it to first and goal at the eight-yard line, and then how about Gavin Robertson coming up big in the end zone. It wasn't an interception, certainly that the Grizz needed to win the game, but it was just another emphatic statement by this Montana Grizzly football team to stop Weber State, to not allow any points. It was the second drive inside the red zone that came up with zero points for the Weber State Wildcats on this afternoon. And at the end of the third quarter, the Montana Grizzlies were up 35-3. Here's a number for you. This is remarkable to me. Three quarters of football, if you're a football fan, perhaps you're aware there's 15 minutes for every quarter that you play three quarters into this game the Grizzlies were up 35-3 and had the ball for 15 minutes 15 minutes of offense 15 minutes and 19 seconds if you want to be exact but effectively Montana had the ball for one quarter Weber State had the ball for two quarters Weber State's offense was on the field two to one in terms of time of possession for the Grizzlies they ran 15 more plays 60 plays to the Grizzly 45 and yet Montana, 35 points. Weber State, just three. Total offensive yards. Weber State had 60 offensive plays for 190 yards. The Grizz, 45 plays for 348 yards. What Montana did offensively to this Weber State defense is truly, I mean, it's really, really remarkable. They were absolutely uh, unstoppable today against what was the number one rush defense in the Big Sky, the number one scoring defense in the Big Sky, the number one total defense in the Big Sky, the number four passing offense in the Big Sky. That's what we Weber State is or was coming into this game, and the Montana offense simply shredded them through three quarters. The fourth quarter, Weber State did get a couple of uh, of scores. Ty McPherson, who had a huge day uh, for Weber State, was really their one bright spot offensively at 11 receptions, went well over 100 yards, and had the last touchdown of the day to get it to 16 for uh, Weber State. But 
nonetheless, it was it was over well even before that. It is also worth noting in the fourth quarter, Alex Gubner, an interception, his fourth of the year. He wears number 99, people. He's an interior defensive lineman. He is leading the Big Sky Conference in interceptions. That is a remarkable stat for the youngster, Alex Gubner, who has uh, been outstanding and a ball hawk here in this uh, young, well, in this now old uh, regular co- season for uh, the Montana Grizzlies. Four interceptions, pretty impressive. And again, said it before, I'll say it again, 13, plus 13 in the turnover margin. That's what Weber State was coming into this football game. They had uh, 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 no, they were number one in the nation in terms of turnover margin. And the Grizzlies, plus five, okay. I think they're fourth in the Big Sky Conference. But Montana forcing three interceptions and a fumble, and they end up plus two in the turnover margin in this football game and flat-out dominated what had been the number three team in the nation. And Washington Grizzly Stadium came to life and did to Weber State today what that's been done to many other teams over the course of uh, over the course of the years and Montana is now squarely into the postseason congratulations to them we don't know exactly where they land obviously next week we'll have a lot to say about ultimately what happens to Montana but Montana in line for a bye even in the first round certainly and uh, they are now in line for a Big Sky Conference championship it's really down to Sacramento State and Montana how that will end speaking of Sacramento State We'll take a quick break. We'll go through the Big Sky Conference. We'll take a look around the Big Sky. What's going on with other teams in the Big Sky Conference? The Montana State Bobcats set to kick off in about four minutes at UC Davis in an absolutely monster game in Davis, California, between the number 10 team in the nation and UC Davis, who's still clawing to stay in the playoff picture. So we'll cover all that stuff. We will also go around the FCS nationally. What happened? A couple losses today that are going to be impactful to the Montana Grizzlies. We'll cover all of that. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. Welcome back, ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. Great to be with you on a Saturday afternoon, fading into evening, I guess. Now that we've had daylight savings, the Grizzlies, again, a dominant 35-16 win over what was the number three team in the nation, the Weber State Wildcats and the Grizzlies, outstanding. We'll go through more of that with you uh, as uh, Coulter gets over here and go through some stats as well. But want to cover with you a little bit of what's going on outside of the Big Sky Conference as Montana now has to think about the football world, the FCS level on a national scale. Worth noting here, Sacramento State, by the way, in conference, they're the only team that... Let's put it like this right now. There are three teams in the Big Sky Conference with one conference loss. Sacramento State, Weber State, and Montana. Montana, obviously, with the lone victory over the Wildcats and the head-to-head there. Sacramento State, though, has the victory over Montana and a loss to Weber State. So every each team kind of beating the other one, but Sacramento State up 24-0 at halftime over Idaho in uh, the Kibbe Dome in Moscow. By the way, the Vandals 4-1 and at home this year. They're 0-6 on the road, but 4-1 
one at home in the Kibbe Dome, but Sacramento State running it up already against the Vandals in the first half. Looks like uh, Idaho's season mm, not going so well here in the last couple uh, a couple of weeks. Sacramento State, of course, a very good football team as, well, all the fans in the state of Montana are well aware. Around uh, the rest of the nation, how about this? James Madison, the number two team in the country, a 48-6 winner at Richmond. Richmond, uh, for, what Richmond won a national championship over Montana one point earlier in the uh, in the century, but uh, th- today no chance against James Madison, who asserted themselves again as the number two team in the nation. Northern Iowa, though, Northern Iowa, the number four team in the nation behind Weber State, they got shellacked today against South Dakota State. South Dakota State, a thirty-eight-seven winner over the Jackrabbits. South Dakota State, if you'll remember, lost to North Dakota State on uh, a fourth down play in a very, very good football game in Brookings. Then their starting quarterback injured out for the season. They've been trying to circle the wagons. They end up losing another game, had dropped to eighth in the nation, but South Dakota State had been really thought of as on par with the other two top teams in the nation, that being North Dakota State and James Madison, until their quarterback went down. But they certainly rose to the occasion, and they beat down the number four team in the nation. So Northern Iowa is going to drop in the rankings. And again, presumably, the Grizzlies going to uh, fill that vacated spot and probably jump up, my guess is, to number three in the nation when the rankings come out on Monday. So that is a good thing for the Grizzlies. Also, North Dakota State, they rolled today over South Dakota. Again, a team that Montana handled earlier in the year. North Dakota State in a Missouri Valley Conference game, a 49-14 win over SDSU. Furman, they were the number nine team in the nation. They lost at Wofford. Uh, and so they the uh, that's another top ten team that goes down. And number 17, Monmouth, they won 47-10 at Campbell University. Uh, and so, again, that's another team that Montana, Montana, I think, scored 61 on Monmouth when they came here to play. They're now a top 20 team in the nation with a convincing victory today. Again, only further helps the Grizzlies. By the way, update on that Sacramento State football game in the third quarter, 24-0. Oh, 47 points. I'm informed by Dave. I want to be accurate, if nothing else, around here. Uh, that uh, is what Montana scored against Monmouth. 47-27 was the final of that football game. But nonetheless, you thought, okay, when, they, when, when the Grizzlies beat Monmouth, you go, okay, no big deal. Well, all of a sudden, Monmouth looks pretty good. You know, Montana goes on the road and beats down UC Davis, who was the number four team in the nation. Looked like a great win. And then UC Davis has really faded throughout the course of this season. Monmouth, they've risen up, but Montana got them both. So big wins there uh, for the Grizzlies across the board. And things kind of falling into place, particularly the loss of Northern Iowa and the way they lost. That's another thing I would say about this football game. It's not merely that Montana beat Weber State. It's that Montana beat down Weber State. I mean, this is an important victory insofar as it's a victory, but also in the way that the victory took place for the Grizzlies and in such convincing fashion where they look far and away to be uh, the better team of, of, of the two on the field today. I mean, there's no question about it. So that is a, a, a huge, huge factor, I think, when you talk about the minds of the voters, the minds of uh, the, not the, not the voters so much, but the committee, excuse me, in terms of what they will do when it comes time to actually make these decisions. But obviously, there's one more more 
Huge, huge game. The biggest game of the year every single year a week from today in uh, Bobcat Stadium. We'll get to that. By the way, Montana State now just kicking off at UC Davis, so no update for you there. That game just getting underway uh, from Davis, California. As we go throughout the postgame show, we will certainly bring more to you. It is ESPN College Game Day. It is uh, Tutel and Nuanas, and we are live on location at the tailgate party. Happy to be with everybody. Grizz Nation, pretty happy, it seems to me, as they cruise out still filtering out of Washington Grizzly Stadium. We appreciate all of them. Uh, we are presented in part by Pepsi Cola. Hey, thanks to Pepsi of Western Montana for uh, providing us free soft drinks before the game. Thank you. For soft drinks before the game, they bring us Gatorade, Mountain Dew, Diet Pepsi, Aquafina, and Pepsi as well. We appreciate them for doing that. Pepsi Cola of Western Montana supporting Grizzly football and ESPN College Game Day on ESPN Radio. Hey, let's take a look quickly at the FBS, shall we? What's going on around the the world nationally? This was a game, the biggest game of the day today, happening uh, in Auburn, Georgia. Uh, excuse me, Auburn. Oh boy, how could I do that? It was Auburn against Georgia in uh, in Auburn, Alabama. In Auburn, Alabama, and Auburn was down fourteen nothing at the break. Now six fifty five left in the fourth quarter. Georgia up twenty one fourteen in that football game. Another game, couple big games, close games in the Big Twelve. First of all, West Virginia beating number 24, Kansas State, 24 to 20. Uh, 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 and that, that uh, uh, Kansas State, a very good football team, uh, getting into the top 25, but falling today at home to West Virginia after they had a couple of big wins strung together. Also, Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State lost by, I think, a point to uh, Oklahoma last week. Well, guess what? 2-16 left in the fourth quarter. They're down a point to Texas now. They do have the ball. It is fourth and nine at the Texas 19, so we'll see if they kick the field goal. 2-16 left in the fourth quarter, and uh, Texas is up 21-20 to in that football game. Iowa-Minnesota. Minnesota, the number eight team in the nation, one of the five remaining undefeated. coming off that huge win over Penn State. Minnesota with the ball, 3-30 left in the fourth quarter, but a 10-point deficit against the Iowa Hawkeyes, Iowa up 23-13 in this football game. I I take it you're happy. Grizz Nation filing out, the Bears on the heads, the cans in the hands, and a, a lot of smiles on the faces of the friends as they exit. I'm happy for all of you. Uh, Clemson dominant over Wake Forest, 52-3. Alabama hammered Mississippi State today, 38-7. The big news coming out of that game, though, Tua Tugavailoa down and out. Looks like he's out for the year with a dislocated hip, so a very, very disappointing loss in terms of personnel for the, uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Their starting quarterback down, and that is obviously a problem uh, for the Crimson Tide. Portland State, excuse me, Penn State bouncing back, beating Indiana 34-27 after their loss at Minnesota and Florida, getting a win over Missouri 23-6. Wisconsin had a couple of tough weeks. They get it back on track today against Nebraska. Probably a good place to get it back on track, 37-21. to So there you go, a look around uh, the FBS level. By the way, LSU, the number one team in the nation, just starting. First minute of the game, 0-0 at Ole Miss, Oxford, Mississippi. What do they call that? The uh, They're in the Grove there in Mississippi. Uh, and then Cincinnati UCF also just getting started as well. So there you go. There's a look around the Big Sky Conference. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We will go into to, uh, projection forward, what it's going to look like across the country for these Grizzlies, what this win today meant, and some final stats. We'll talk to you about Samari Torrey, his big day. It was an epic day for him, a career day certainly, and it puts him into uh, some... Co- 
he crosses some pretty significant thresholds in terms of the numbers on his already huge season. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. Welcome back. ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuan. It's great to be with you across western Montana, 1029 ESPN Radio, as the Montana Grizzlies, a dominant 35-16 win over the aforementioned uh, Weaver State Wildcats, the number three team in the nation coming into this football game and undefeated in the Big Sky Conference until today when Montana, well, they came to play Washington Grizzly Stadium certainly in full throat this afternoon, and they got on them early, up 21-3 at half, up 28-3, 59 seconds into the third quarter, and 35-3 at the end of three, eventually cruising to a 35-16 victory. The Montana Grizzlies uh, outstanding today, as we mentioned. Let's go through a couple of the numbers. Dalton Sneed, I think a little overlooked in this game today. 17 of 25, 265 yards, had three touchdowns, all of them to Samari Torre. Uh, he did have two interceptions on the day. <clears throat> one, a questionable uh, interception on what may have been a pass interference. The other one, mm, not a great throw, bad decision, and, uh, and a nice play by Weber State, good defensive call there to get that pick, but the interceptions, the turnovers, if you can ever say they were inconsequential, today would have been the day as the Grizzlies, uh, first of all, did not give any points up off of turnovers, and second of all, were already well in command at the time that the turnovers happened. Marcus Knight today, 14 rushes, 79 yards, had two more touchdowns on the ground. He had uh, added two receptions for 10 yards in this day, and Marcus Knight, as we mentioned earlier, ends up with 19 touchdowns in total uh, in the uh, on the season. He ties Joe Douglas's record from 1996, third all-time in Grizz history in terms of touchdowns in a season, 19 on the year for uh, Marcus Knight. But our Tyler Eisenzimmer, Pure West Christie's real estate player of the game is, without a doubt, Zamore Torre. Torre Eight receptions, 193 yards, and three touchdowns. He ends up with a career day, the most receiving yards in the history of the uh, outstanding junior wide receiver, 193 yards and three scores. He goes up and over 1,000 yards today on the season, and with those three touchdowns, now has 10 on the year. So crossing a couple of big thresholds, he is our Tyler Eisenzimmer, Pure West Christie's player of the game. If you need real estate, you're buying, you're selling, nobody knows the community, knows the area better than Tyler Eisenzimmer. Zimmer, Izzo, I-Z-Z-O at purewestmt.com. That's where you go for that. Izzo at purewestmt.com or 450-4999, 450-4999. Tyler Eisenzimmer selling, buying real estate, helping everybody out with everything uh, that you need in the world of real estate in western Montana. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. Coulter is in the press conference, so we'll see if he's uh, able to make it back over here talking, obviously, with Jay Hill, Bobby Houck, and the players that were here uh, in at play in this game. But now, Sacramento State, they are up 24-0 in the third quarter over Idaho. With that in mind, it looks like, it appears that uh, uh, Sacramento State is going to end up with 
one loss in the Big Sky Conference at the end of this uh, at the end of this day, and that will be three different teams: Montana, Weber State, and Sac State. Each of whom has a win against another team, kind of a round robin of wins, uh, and so one loss for each of those teams. And they are up. Uh, excuse me, they're now up twenty-four-seven. So a score there for Idaho, but uh, it's the 6.05 left in the third quarter. 24-7 Sac State. So they're still well in control. The game is not over by any stretch. A lot of football to be played, but Sacramento State looks good if we presume that they win. Sacramento State holds the head-to-head over Montana, but Montana has the better overall record. All three of those teams, though, will have identical conference records sitting at 6-1 and one at the end of the day today. Montana, of course, on the road at Montana State next week, and Sacramento State, they are hosting their rivalry game against UC Davis, who, guess what, Montana State is playing right now. So uh, this will all iron itself out, but Montana is uh, in position to have at least a share, if not the outright Big Sky Conference title, uh, of course, depending on what happens next weekend, which is one of the first goals of any Bobby Houck team. We know that Coach Houck always has winning a Big Sky Conference championship as a, a, a stated goal in each and every season, and it hasn't happened in quite a while for the Montana Grizzlies, and so the fact they won today, which they absolutely had to have in order to make that even a possibility, if not a reality. They were able to get it done and do it in impressive fashion. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. We'll take another break. We'll come back. We'll uh, look a little bit more at some outlooks. We'll also get you some scores from the high school level, what's going on in the state tournaments, everything that's going on, and we will get Colt Nuanas' thoughts. Back to the boys with all that good college football knowledge. ESPN College Game Day. Most of Grizz Nation has filtered out into downtown, into their cars, headed to all points beyond, but doing so pretty happily on a day in which they were convincing, dominant winners in a 35-16 game over the third-ranked Weber State Wildcats. It is ESPN College Game Day with Tutel and Nuanas. Great to be with you here on a Saturday evening. ESPN College Game Day is brought to you in part by the MSO Hub. Hey, Grizz fans, if you're gearing up for another football season or even just for the season's change into winter, make sure you stop by the MSO Hub. It's your one-stop shop for all Grizz, Montana, and Missoula Paddlehead apparel. They also have a great selection of New Era caps and Columbia gear. They also have the clear plastic bags that you need for entrance into Washington Grizzly Stadium. So when you come back for the playoff game, you stop by the MSO Hub, you're set to go. They are at 140 North Higgins at the corner of Maine and Higgins. You can also find them online at msohub.com. And during the pregame at the tailgate party right here, adjacent to the walking bridge uh, next to the Eastgate Shopping Center. Again, a huge day for uh, the Montana Grizzlies and, uh, and their win in dominant fashion, just as predicted by our very own Colton Nuanas, who, once again, knows more than everybody else about football, which is, you know, a little bit annoying, I must say, that uh, that you've been as good as you've been when it's come to this stuff, but you were right. You said, what, 38-21? It turns out to be 35-16, but uh, we'll call that just about right. Hi, Colter. Welcome back. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to have you back here. First of all, let's start with this. 
let's talk about what happened in the in the uh, press conferences in the post game. Talk to me about Jay Hill because Jay Hill, who you and I both think the world of, think hold in very high regard. He's two and zero against Montana coming into this game. He has not been. He has not lost anything like uh, a football game the way that his team got absolutely shellacked today. What was he like, both in terms of what he said, but also in his disposition? Incredibly angry. Yeah, uh, he was very. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, never, I've never seen him like that, man. I know Jay a little bit. I don't profess to know him super well, but, I mean, I've definitely interviewed him dozens of times and talked to him personally uh, uh, quite often, and he was very mad. He, he was very, very frustrated with – he said, that's the worst game my team has played in four years. Bar none, not close. We got our butts kicked, handed to Montana. We couldn't have done more to kill ourselves, and it's the truth. It is the truth because they come out, they have – Two fumbled long snaps, one that turns out to be a shank into the middle of the the east sideline in section 123, another that is actually fumbled and then, you know, you you sack or tackle the punt or whatever, and the Grizzlies take over, and then uh, a long, or, you know, a shotgun snap that goes over the head of Constantine and ends up in a a 20-yard loss of field position and zero points when they were on the 13-yard line. So in a lot of ways, if you're looking at this through the lens of the Wildcats, they did kill themselves, especially early in gave Montana a ton of momentum. Coaches will never talk about this because every coach professes that their teams are playing with the utmost confidence of all time at all times. No coach will ever want to give credit to the opposing atmosphere. But what I saw today, take away all the, the talent of the players or lack thereof, the execution of the teams or lack thereof. What I saw today was a group of Grizzlies that was incredibly and unwaveringly confident and a group of Wildcats that were just flat scared. Hmm. Straight up. I think I thought Weaver State melted down, and that's why I thought Montana was going to win today. I went to practice on Wednesday, and it seems like a cliche. It seems like a very arbitrary and maybe tough thing to discern, but you can tell when a team has a collective look in their eye. Montana had that look in their eye all week. There was no, man, a healthy respect for Weber. There was no, oh, man, if we do this, this, and this, we might knock off number three in the co- team, team in the country. It was... No, we are going to whip Weber State up and down the field. And that's what they did. And you could talk about all the mistakes Weber State made. You know, I asked Jay Hill this, and he didn't like it. But I said, is there any correlation between the magnitude of the matchup, the atmosphere you were playing in, and the three bad snaps? And he said, no, it was a complete complete coincidence. But to me, they haven't had any bad snaps. I mean, mean, Boss, their center, he's the best center in the league. He's first-team all-league center. They're, they're the best special teams team arguably in the country, and they melted down in, in two areas that are usually strengths, and to me, that's it's not a coincidence. It was directly because Montana put the pressure on him early and often. Montana put pressure on Jake Constantine on every single play that Weaver State ran today. That in itself was a microcosm of how ready Montana was and how Weaver State, for the first time in a long time, lost their way and melted down. When you talk about the special teams, Coulter, this is an area that, that, that Jay Hill absolutely prides himself on and hangs his hat on, as does, by the way, Bobby Hout. And look, when, when Rashid Shahid goes down 10 minutes into the football game, that that is really deflating in your return game and, and in a lot of different ways. So I understand that. It doesn't change anything about the ability to snap the football. They even when the game—I mean, the game's over. Okay, thirty-five to three. But you score a touchdown. Can't make the extra point. Best kicker in the country. Can't make an extra point. He misses a fifty-yard field goal. Look, forgivable. It's a fifty-yard field goal. Again, though, he's the best kicker in the country. Right. And 
I think he's made 750-plus yard field goals in his career. It was it was an absolute – even the very first kick of the football game, Coulter, the Grizzlies landed on the 10-yard line, hook it left, it rolls to the one, and even Rashid Shaheed on a kickoff gets pinned and tackled at the 15 on a kickoff. I mean, it was it was an absolute. On one hand, that's that's great play by Montana. Maybe a little luck involved that that ball even stayed in bounds because it could have easily kicked the other way and gone out. But also all those other things. I mean, that is absolutely uh, un. It, it, I, I would I would venture to bet it has actually never happened ever in the history of Jay Hill as a head coach at Weber State, and yet it happened today. And again, the mystique of Washington Grizzly, the team not playing well, a guy not ready to go whose head isn't quite right for whatever reason, all that stuff you know all comes together, and that's when you get uh, uh, what it, what turned out to be a blowout. And then you come up on the fact that. Josh Davis only got nine carries. He got rocked on his very first carry of the game. He was not the same after that. He did not contribute at the level you'd expect from one of the best running backs in the league. Devon Cooley went out in the first quarter. He's Weber State's best wide receiver and one of the best wide receivers, at least talent-wise, in the conference. You don't have Rashid Shaheed. You lose two of your best five defensive backs before halftime. Now you're talking about five starters, including three guys who are among the best in the entire conference at their positions. That then compounded all the mistakes Weber State had already made, and you got a rock in Washington Grizzly Stadium that helps Montana finish the deal. Confluence of events, but I just knew this was going to happen. Yeah, you did. I mean, you said you said before you haven't had this feeling in seven years that Montana was just going to step up and just just roll over an opponent, and especially one of the stature and the status that Weber State is. And you were you were one hundred percent right about that. The other thing, too, Coulter, you mentioned this about the defense for Montana, and I thought it was absolutely true. Montana goes, Weber State goes three and out on their first possession, okay? And, and the Grizzlies were rolling, but it's also there in the north end zone and all that kind of stuff. But the second possession that Weber State had, when Davis got absolutely blindsided, even though he gained like seven, eight yards on the run, got depleted coming across the other direction by by uh, by Olsen, I think it was, maybe Chase, Chase Lewis. Lewis. Yep. Uh, but in any case, but... The, the defense of the Montana Grizzlies were out to make a statement. I felt, and I said this off the top, that the Montana defense and, and the football team in general had heard about how physical Weber State is, how imposing they are, what a great defensive line is. Look at the look at the 6-3-290 rock solid, you know, type of guys that they have. And they do, by the way. Weber State has dudes all over the place and they, they made some plays. You could see some of that talent coming out there, but you certainly got the impression that Montana uh, wanted to make a statement of their own that we're the team here that's to be feared. And we are the team that's here to impose our will and defensively when you have the opportunity to do that when you can play with that physicality to say i we don't care who's coming downhill at us we don't care what your running game is we're going to make sure that you feel us and weaver state felt like they got punched early and i mean that almost literally i mean they got hit and hit hard early and then they went away I mean, they were they went away when it came time to you know try and run the ball and pick anything up, and there, there's a lot of reasons to that. But I thought the physicality of especially that second series set a tone that that held for the entire game. I was really thinking about this earlier this week. You know, I was thinking about the way that Coach Houck does a, such a good job of particularly young players he wants to play on the front seven, and how he keeps it simple for them early because the number one thing that Bobby Houck and Kent Bear and the rest of the Montana Grizzly defensive staff is trying to instill in their players. It's not how fast you run. It's not how well you execute. It's not how well you, you gauge the scheme. 
It's how much effort do you play with? Can you play with the most effort you can possibly give? It's such a lost art in college football. Mm. Weber State's guys look better than Montana's guys. Weber State's guys look better than everybody's guys in terms of their physical gifts. Mm -hmm. Nobody on Montana looks like Jonah Williams. No one on Montana has ever looked like Jonah Williams. (laughs) It's the truth. I mean, there is no 6'6", 285-pound DNs that are lean and mean. That are are 7.5% body fat. There's none. None. But that doesn't matter. Think of all the great players the Montana's had over the years that have no physical gifts and that have been tremendous because you you can't replace or... You can't exceed effort. Right. And, and that's what, what Montana is doing to the rest of the league right now is they're showing the rest of the league that being the most physical team in the league is not about recruiting the biggest, baddest dudes. It's about recruiting the dudes who want to play the hardest. Right. And that I, that's why I knew this was going to happen because I knew when you got the number three team in the country coming to town in front of a sold-out Washington Grizzly Stadium crowd, they, it didn't matter what the circumstances were. Montana was going to give up their plays. They were going to maybe give up some points, but I knew that they were going to overwhelm a Weaver State team that only features four senior starters and features a quarterback that's been prone to melting down in big situations. That's exactly what happened. Jake Constantine turned the ball over three times. Weaver State special teams have errors that they have that have been unseen never for, have, yes. for years. Right. And Montana straight punched Weaver right in the mouth and then rode it out all the way till the end. I thought the other thing was I thought there was a um, a pretty a pretty interesting uh, misestimation on Weaver State's part. Without Sammy and Kim, Weaver State, and they play a lot of man, they play a lot of cover zero anyways. They decided to go straight man, straight cover zero, and even with the injuries that they incurred in the defensive secondary, they never went away from it. And Bob Beers, former, uh, he's been a coach at Montana several different times throughout his career. Montana Tech, Montana Western. He was sitting right next to me, and he said, watch this. He said, on the second possession of the game, he said, watch this. Weber is going to be absolutely in a world of hurt in between the hashes today. Sure enough, Samari Torrey, 79-yard touchdown. Torrey caught three other passes, including two other touchdowns, right in the middle of the field. Every every reception that Torrey had that was a touchdown, which combined the three of them, even though one of them was relatively short, were 130 yards, the three touchdown receptions. Every one of them, he caught the ball in between the hashes. And on the two of them, he never left the hashes. He just went straight up the field right down the heart. Absolutely. I thought that was a great exploitation on Montana's part. But, I mean, this is the type of game. It's like my brother and I were walking out of the the press conference, and, and he said, Man, I haven't seen a team melt down like this for a long time. And I said, but do you remember when teams, when every single team that came to Washington Grizzly Stadium after the 1st of November through the rest of December melted down exactly like this? I mean, we've seen teams like, I mean, I, mean, I remember Stephen F. Austin came here and turned the ball over 10 times in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. It's not even ba- possible. Back in, two, I think it was either 2008 or 2009. Yes. The Sam Houston State came here. They had the Walter Payton Award winner. Yep. He throws six picks. Sometimes the exterior factor, the magic that is Washington Grizzly Stadium when the Grizz are rolling, it's more, it's a bigger factor than any other thing in the FCS. And we were thinking about, I mean, we've been talking about it on our show ad nauseum for almost two years. Montana's expectation of excellence should be sky high. They should be the superior team in in college football at this level. And when you really, really, really think about it, when you look at the stadium like it was today. With the atmosphere, the matchup, everything. There's absolutely no excuse that Montana should ever be anything but the best team That's in the right. country. And they took a, their biggest step. They took their biggest steps since 2011 with that victory today. 
ESPN College Game Day, Tutel and Nuanas. Ryan Tutel, Coulter Nuanas with you on the postgame show. Coulter, you mentioned to me uh, uh, Jay Hill and what you, you know, how his, his disposition, you've never seen. He's always cool, calm, collected to see him visibly angry, which, look, any coach in that scenario is going to be upset, certainly, but. Uh, you know, to have him actually be be really, really, you know, hot uh, with the way that his team played, different from anything that we've seen and kind of expected out of him. What was Bobby Houck like? What did Bobby Houck have to say after this football game? God. Uh, the press conference got off to a bad start. I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but the prompting statement was, Coach, what's your opening statement after a solid win? And Coach Houck just stared <laughs> and said, I don't know what the definition of a solid win is. That was an outstanding win. And then he said, we knew our guys were going to be ready to go. We knew the formula to beat Weaver State. We executed the formula. And then after that, it was very strange. It was a very strange press conference. Because there's a lot of questions about turning the corner. Starting to peak at the end of the season. Carrying momentum down the stretch. The confidence level the team's playing with. None of it was addressed. This is exactly where we're supposed to be. This is exactly who we knew we were. We have not done anything yet. When we have the national championship trophy in Missoula, Montana, we will have accomplished the only thing we think is our destiny. I think that that's exactly the mentality you have to have if you want to compete on a national level. Mm. I, I think that Montana, they they really have turned the corner. There is no, man, if we can just figure out how to win this game. Man, we feel so good for winning this game. Nope. We were supposed to win this game. We did. Bring on the next one. Two questions. We'll finish up on the ESPN ESPN College Game Day 2 till Nuwana's post-game show. Question number one. I asked you last week, this very time, in fact, almost exactly seven days to the minute ago, is Montana nationally elite? You said no. They they got two wide receivers playing cornerback. They got uh, a hobbled quarterback. They got... All, they got they got a, a makeshift offensive line as much a defensive line, but now over on the offensive line. Montana just housed the number three team in the nation. Is Montana nationally elite? This depends on how you define nationally elite. Can this Montana team win a national championship? No. Can anyone that isn't North Dakota State or maybe James Madison win a national championship? No, but James Madison can, and that's the difference. Mm. If James Madison and North Dakota State played 100 times, James Madison would win 10. If Montana and North Dakota State played 100 times, North Dakota State would win 100. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think there's a scenario. I would that, say 99. It's, 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 just, it's, not just, it's not just Montana, though. No, it's no. It's everybody in the country besides James Madison. James Madison could win 10% of the time but against North Dakota here, State. No here, one else can. So I guess if you're top 10 in the nation in the FBS, you are nationally elite. But it's different at the FCS level because there is just the one team that you have to be at least close to as good as. And if you're not, it just doesn't matter. And this is such a diametric shift, actually, in what the FCS has always been. The FCS forever and ever was who's the hottest team in November. And how do they carry the momentum into December? That's why Montana made so many deep runs in the playoffs. They would lose a game here or there, and then they would use that boom motivation to make a run. And the last time they did that was in 2011. This team feels very much like that 2011 team to me in terms of their being, being able to harness it. So now, I mean, let's be fair. Montana is certainly now, to, to me, I thought that, um, I've thought that Montana and Montana State have had a little bit of false and soft rankings this whole year. I don't know if they have actually done anything to truly affirm where they've been in the polls. 
this was the affirming statement. This for the was Grizzlies. the affirming statement. So yeah. if you ask me if do I do think Montana deserves to be a top four seed in the playoffs, if the playoffs started tomorrow, yes, I do. Do I think that they deserve to be ranked in the top five in the country? Absolutely, yes, I do. Are they there right now to compete with North Dakota State and James Madison? Not yet, but I think that the number one thing you could say with this team is they have such they have such striking and obvious flaws, personnel wise, and it hasn't mattered. It hasn't mattered. And that's that's a testament to the coaching staff. It's a testament to the effort. TSPN College Game Day with two telling the us. Coulter, I don't think it's ever too early to shift our eyes to the Cacarys football game. Montana State playing right now against uh, UC Davis. By the way, the Cats up 7 nothing at UC Davis. Who's got the football, Coulter? Uh, Montana State just scored. It's minute and 31 to go in the first quarter. UC Davis has got the football. Uh, for those out there that are trying to watch this thing on SWX, this has been picked up as the Pluto, or excuse me, as the 11 sports game of the week. So you're going to need to go to Pluto because according to our guys at SWX, 11 is not giving the proper feed to SWX. So I was trying to watch on my SWX mm. app. I have no idea what's been happening in this game until right now. But our guys down at SWX alerted me, go to 11 sports for now. We're trying to figure and it Pluto out. And Pluto television, right? So 11 sports is on Pluto. So if you go to Pluto right now, you and that's free on every internet. On you every don't have to, You can get the app if you want to, but you can just go to PlutoTV.com or Pluto.tv even. Just search Pluto TV on your uh, Google on any device on any uh, computer, and you can you can watch this game there uh, for free immediately. Was a Troy Anderson touchdown, so 33 in his career for the part-time offensive player. Why didn't you let me guess, Coulter? <laughs> Why didn't you ask me to guess? So here's, here's the question, though, that I have for you, okay? And I'm not asking you to make a prediction. In fact, I'm banning you from making a prediction, yeah. not that you would. Does the game today that you just watched Montana play, does it change your opinion? Does it influence your opinion about the game a week from today? Absolutely. Montana, I think that Montana's playing with such a high level of confidence, and they're playing with such a high level of effort, and they have so much faith in each other, and they have so much faith in the plans that the coach, the plans that the, the plan that the coaching staff is instilling in them, that I think Montana's going to straight ride this momentum for a long time. I, what I saw today changed my opinion. I thought this was certainly a playoff team, certainly a team that could win a game or two if they got the right matchups in the playoffs. Now if they get the right matchups in the playoffs, they can go all the way to the semifinals. And if the chips go their way, man, I don't know. I, I don't want to be too boastful or anything like that on behalf of the Grizzlies. Too expected. But, no, no, I mean... But, look, but Montana, Montana turned a significant corner in my mind today, and they were a real threat to make a real run in the playoffs, and that's the first time we've been able to say that since 2011. TSPN College Game Day, it's 2 telling the Wanda's. It has been fun to be with everybody all season long, and the season continues this week as it is Cat Grizz Week, the greatest week of the entire year. I don't care about national championship, semifinal, whatever. Give me Cat Grizz all day long. Coulter and I are going to be in Bozeman on Friday doing two telenuanas from 4 to 6 at uh, the Universal Athletic there, which is also the home of the Montana Football Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame itself is housed within the Universal Athletic Store, their headquarters there. It's a beautiful facility in Bozeman that they have. Come on by, see us. We're going to have a lineup of great guests for you uh, uh, on this show uh, this coming Friday. It's brought to us by Universal Athletic and the Montana Football Hall of Fame, as well as Up Top Clothing. Up Top Clothing which is available, by the way, at Universal Athletic. Thank you very much. Get yourself up to clothing, no matter who you root for, Cat, Grizz, Frontier Conference, whoever it is. If you are into sports in the state of Montana, Up Top has you covered. They will get you set up with all that. It is ESPN College Game Day. It's been a really fun season to be here with you at the pre- and post-game show. And 
we're just getting warmed up. I mean, I can't believe we're 11 weeks into this thing, and it still feels like we're on the front end of it. That makes me so very happy. For Colton Nuanas and David Graff, who's done a great job for us back in the studio, we appreciate him very much being the producer uh, both for the show and for this as well. We'll say see you later. Enjoy your Saturday evening. Be safe, people, for crying out loud. I know. Enjoy yourselves. You're very, very happy. Also, just be safe and sane, would you? We appreciate that. Okay, enjoy your Saturday evening. We'll be with you on Monday, the Montana Football Hour kicking off to tell Nuanas 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon, and we will launch into Cat Grizz Week. We'll see you then. Good night, everybody. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.